Hello, ghouls. Welcome to Brave the Basement. I'm your host, Ghoul the Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack 2. If you enjoy getting a little scared, ghost stories, haunted houses, a believer in the supernatural, or maybe even a skeptic wanted to look at things from a different perspective, then this is the show for you. Today's episode is sponsored by Ed's Barbershop. Ed's Barbershop is located at 210 Lane Street, North Judson, Indiana. So if you enjoy getting your hair cut from a hometown barber with that old-fashioned feel, then dial 574-896-3344 and schedule your appointment today. Hey, Blackjack, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing great, and guess what today is? Today is our season closer. It is episode 20 of season 2. It is also our 40th episode in the Brave the Basement catalog. And for the first time... I actually know what's going to be kind of the like today's topic because normally I don't know the topic until like we're recording. So we held a contest a while back and the first person who could follow the clues on bravedebasement.weebly.com to figure out who our one-off serial killer episode and who that serial killer would be got to choose the topic for today and today's topic is haunted universities but before we get into all that it is the season closer which means we do have a few announcements to make tell you kind of what's going on what's the future of brave the basement no we don't got whistles no whistles. No, no no whistles this time so the plan is uh after this episode releases and i'm gonna check the calendar so i can give you guys the proper date i, I meant to do that and it slipped my mind right before we started recording but we're going to take a couple weeks off. So this episode is going to drop on August 9th. So the next episode for the first episode for season three uh, will be on August 30th is when that first episode drops. So we're going to take a couple weeks off. Um, so we went 20 weeks straight for season one, took two weeks off. Uh, this is our 20th straight week as well. So we're going to take a couple weeks off, just recharge our batteries. So what do we have in store for you for season three uh, we got brand new logo and brand new entrance and outro music and so blackjack i put you in the hot seat last time and i'm going to ask you the same question i asked you at the end of season one do we play all the ghouls out there the new music what what do what did we decide last time i don't i don't remember well, you decided to do it. Should, should we give them a little bit of a tease? Yeah, I say we play them the whole thing. All right, all right. Okay, so, and just so you know, and, and it's kind of funny for me because as much as we love our entrance music, by the time you get to the 20th season, because you guys hear it at the beginning and at the end of the show, I hear it at the beginning to the end of the show, I hear it. In between the shows, I hear it when we create the shows, because by the time that we're done with season, by, by the time we're done with the season, we've heard this thing 300 times, so we're over it, right, Blackjack? Yes. So, uh, without any further ado, here is the new entrance music for season three. So there it is, Blackjack, the new wow. intro. That's just 
creepy. It is really creepy, and that was composed by the musical ghoul once again, and he completely went into a totally different area because uh, we were kind of throwing some ideas back and forth, and then he called me up and he said, I just want you to check this out. This is kind of creepy. And it had that, you know, that stagnant one chord just playing over and over and over again, and it's got the sound effects and then the phone at the end. And I said, ah, but it's missing one thing. And I happen to have a sound effect to give it that old phonograph kind of static sound. So we threw that in there, and, and there it is. I think it's very creepy feeling, and it's not really a composition this time. The, the season one and season two was more of a composition feel, where this one was just something creepy. And it, it, it just, it's going to be awesome, guys. I, I'm really excited for season three. Uh, just a quick recap. Uh, Blackjack and I was talking uh, several weeks ago, and it was like, you know, this whole season, for the most part, seems like it was kind of dedicated more towards a lot of historic things. So it was a lot of fun um, doing some of those historic things. And we even got to go on our first ghost hunt together. It was not my first ghost hunt, but it was definitely Blackjack's first ghost hunt. And we, so we did the Moody's Light trip, which we talked about through almost all of season one. And we finally got around to doing it. And, uh, you know, we're just going to see exactly where season three leads us. And, uh, yeah, so Blackjack, um, we're going to go ahead and jump into today's topic, which is haunted universities. And uh, I believe you said you had a little bit of something to share. So, so I mentioned this a couple uh, a weeks ago on a other episode, and I did some. I went out to do some business, some stuff I needed to take care of uh, at Bethel College. And one of the coolest things is I was talking to people there, and they were kind of giving me some some of the history a little bit. Uh, but what what I've heard from them is that sometimes now I was in a newer building, which is called Bridge. Uh, Bridge, that was I believe that was the name. And now there were still some elevator, some glitches there. But they say uh, at the other building, I don't, I can't read. I think it's called Tucky. And the other building, you uh, th- there's rumors that you can hear uh, voices in the hallways when no one's around. The elevators glitch up and it's just absolutely creepy i thought it was like one of the coolest things so you were there with a big giant group of people uh and you guys were kind of spread out through the whole campus did anyone come back and report eyewitness accounts to these uh yeah yeah and actually um now it was at bridges where it's a newer building but we had uh, a couple glitches on the elevator that was actually creepy. Uh, we were staying in the the dorms because uh, we were staying in the dorms. We were coming down to the elevator, and it just stopped working on us. So a couple of the people reported some of these things that you were hearing as well. Yes. Uh, you guys had some weird glitches, but the rumors weren't as big as the halls you were staying in as they were in some of the older halls. Yes. So. Now, I have I have a list here, and we're going to get through some of these. I won't go through them all because I think there's like 13. I mean, this th- this was so easy to find info on. It was insane. But uh, there's some people that know me personally, and if I don't start with this university, I'll have to answer to them. So the, the first uh, haunted university I'm going to talk about is the University of Notre Dame. 
which uh, for those of you who know about Notre Dame, it is in South Bend, Indiana. Some students who live at the University of Notre Dame's Washington Hall may hear a variety of sounds at night, including music, slamming doors, and footsteps on the roof. That's just the college party, baby. That's the car college, college party. Others say they have received a pat or, in some cases, a shove on the back as they walk through the halls. The noisy and, the noisy and playful ghost is believed to be college football player George Gipp who got locked out of the dorm one snowy night in 1920 and developed pneumonia. As he was on his deathbed, Gip was reported to have told his coach, Newt Rockney, sometime Rock, when the team is up against it, when things are wrong and the brakes are beating the boys, tell them to go in there with all they've got and win just one for the Gipper. I don't know where I'll be then, Rock, but I'll know about it and I'll be happy. That, that's just so weird. Oh, that that gave me the chills, man. Yeah, that is a creepy one. So not win one for the skipper, it's win one for the gipper, at the University of Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you a fun fact. I, uh, for those who are really into Notre Dame, uh, they're very familiar with the play like a champion today sign. Uh, I happen to know the family who made the play like a champion sign. So that's pretty neat. Uh, next one I want to tell you guys about because this is another one that I, I'll hear about if I don't cover is Michigan State University. Michi Michigan State University's Baymont Tower is surrounded by ghosts who are searching for something and they say sometimes ring the bells to let people know one tale associated with the tower says it's haunted by the spirit of a student killed during world war ii who has hung around campus in search of his long lost love in another story the paranormal activity at the building is attributed to a group of deceased students who are looking for the resident hall they died in College Hall, which was located around where Barramount Tower is now, and its walls collapsed in 1918, and the students have been trying to find or destroyed dorm ever since. Another hot spot for the supernatural on campus is Mary Mayo Hall, which is named after Mary, Mary Ann Mayo, who was a beloved professor when Michigan State University was known as Michigan Agriculture College. Although she died long before the construction of the hall named in her honor, Mayo watches students in the building turn the lights off and on and plays the piano at night. Yeah, I mean, that's totally normal, playing the piano at night, you know, just hear a little Mozart. So it is, it is fun because it seems like almost every single college that's been around longer than just a few years has got a lot of paranormal... Uh, things and and I think it makes sense blackjack because I mean how many people are attending a college at one time every single year and you know there's just people if you've ever visited a college campus while school's in session I mean there's just people everywhere so you know when you got these long histories of things happening and that many people and things happen and people pass away thing is people live there they do, and they, they, you know, and a lot of people, even though they might not live on campus, they'll, they'll end up renting houses that are really close to campus to help 
keep some of their college expenses down. So uh, we're going to go over to Boston University. Boston. Since Boston University opened Killichen Hall, originally called Shelton Hall, and a lot of these halls are really hard to pronounce. Have you ever noticed that? In 1954, residents on the fourth floor have reported strange occurrences, such as elevators stopping on the floor when no one's using them. Oh, okay. Sound familiar, Blanket? Yeah, a little bit. All right. Such as elevators stopping on the floor when no one's using them, lights dimming for no reason, and the sounds of doors being knocked on when no one's actually there. Legend has it that these things happen because the spirit of playwright Eugene O'Neill has taken up residence in this hall and often makes his presence known. O'Neill's ties to the property go back to when Shelton Hall was the Shelton Hotel, where the Pulitzer and Nobel Prize winning Dramaticist spent the last few years of his life staying in the fourth floor apartment. When he died in 1953, his widow reported she had been visited by his spirit, and even after Boston University bought the building a year later, O'Neill's ghost stuck around. Today, some students use the haunting as an opportunity to receive creative inspiration by intentionally trying to connect with a dead playwright when they have writing projects to do. O'Neill's ghost is not the only famous haunting that is occurring on the Boston University campus. Miles Standish Hall is also reportedly haunted because of the gruesome Boston Strangler murder of the 1960s. People believe the serial killer now haunts the building because one of his last victims lived there. In fact, students claim that sometimes when they return to their dorm rooms, they find their dresser drawers ransacked and chairs moved around as if the killer is still hunting for the possible victims in his afterlife. Great, great, Boston. Good Way job. to go, Boston, to go, for Boston. having an extremely creepy college. Yeah, go, Boston. So, so far, Blackjack, do any of these schools stick out to you as the place that you want to attend? No. No? Any, any, any place that has... Um... Creepy stuff I'm not going to. I think that rules out about 99% of your college options. Uh, yeah. There's always online. No. So, uh, here's one about Drew University. I don't even know where Drew University is. I'll be 100% honest here, Blackjack. All right. But it says footstep. Footsteps. Footsteps. Footsteps could be heard when there's no one else in Mead Hall. The attic door opens by itself. Security guards report seeing a shadowy figure that disappears whenever they get close to it. And when a fire broke out in the building in 1989, two firemen claimed they saw a woman dressed in 19th century clothing who suddenly vanished when they attempted to rescue her during a 23-hour blaze that nearly burned the hall down to the ground. All of these events are believed to be caused by the ghost of Roxana Mead Drew, who was married to the founder of the college, Daniel Drew. Although her husband passed away in 1879, she has chosen to remain in the building named after her and regularly interact with the people who go there. Yay. So that one's really... It's always the burning building. It's always the burning building? Yeah. It's always... So we're going to head on to the next college, and that is going to be East Tennessee State University. 
When founding president Sidney G. Gilbreth was in charge of the East Tennessee State University, he oversaw the school's early curriculum that consisted of courses in English, science, history, agriculture, and education. During his tenure, which spanned from 1911 to 1925, East Tennessee State University opened its library, published its first issues of the school yearbook and campus newspaper, and established new academic departments. But Gilbreth's work wasn't done after his death. According to folklore, Gilbreth still looks out for the best interest of the school by turning off lights and closing windows as needed around campus. In addition, some say he goes to the school's theater to enjoy his students' performances. Another ghost on campus is experienced on the second floor of the Burleson Hall, where English teacher Christine Burleson is believed to watch people pass by through the eyes of a portrait of her father, former Dean David Sinclair Burleson, that hangs on the wall. And in Clement Hall, people hear the playful sounds of marbles on the top floors of the building, which is believed to be a ghost that is known by only the nickname Marble Boy. You know what? That doesn't seem that bad. You got you got a night ghost janitor. You got you got a nice teacher looking out for his students, and you got Marble Guy. It isn't that bad, is it, Blackjack? Oh, no, that sounds like a good school. So we're going to go ahead and go into one more. And this will be Pennsylvania State University. Ghost experiences are such a large part of Pennsylvania State University's campus culture that the school has its own paranormal research group. We're going to have to check into Ooh. that one, Blackjack. Uh, one of the most famous hauntings at the college is taking place in the old Botany Building where the ghost of Francis Atherton, who was married to the school's president in the early 1900s, guards over her husband's final resting place from the windows of the building. Another hotbed of hauntings on campus is the Schwab Auditorium, as those who visit say performing arts majors are not the only ones putting on shows there. A noisy ghost can regularly be heard pushing chairs around in the attic, and the cacophony only gets worse when students are trying to take exams. Not satisfied with being outdone by human hauntings, the ghost of the school's first mascot, Old Coley, is also spending its afterlife on campus. The mule was taxidermied and displayed in Watts Hall after its death, and its spirit's hooves can be still be heard by students as the animal roams around the halls. Some even claim to hear hee-hawing late at night. That's why I call legacy. That is legacy. So, uh, yeah, we're going to look into uh, this paranormal research group, Blackjack. That's pretty neat. Um, I Well, maybe it's because i never really been to college myself, but I didn't know that uh, some college campuses have its own paranormal research group. I wonder if that's... Funded by the college itself, or if it's more of a kind of just a, a bunch of students, yeah, like a club type thing. I don't know. I'd be. I want to. I want to look into that one. That's pretty neat. So, just a quick recap, guys. Uh, this is our season two closer. Uh, we are very, very sad the season two is over, but extremely excited that we're going to be starting season three. Uh, so we're going to take a couple weeks off, and uh, in those couple weeks, you know, we'll be preparing some of our episodes. And uh, just to remind everybody, if you got in some stories you would like to share with us, you can email us. If you would like to record your own voice telling the story, 
We'd love to have it. Send that over to us. Uh, we'll try to get it on the show. Uh, just be some great content, uh, some interaction with uh, some of the ghouls out there. Uh, I mean, I'm really excited uh, for season three, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a great season, guys. It's gonna be we got new intro. I know I said this uh, at the end of season one, but we're gonna, we got new intro. We got a new logo. We got we got all this new things, ideas, and planned. For season three, it's gonna be a great time, and I hope you guys come and watch this season. So before we get out of here and we play uh, the season two's music for the very last time, uh, I do want to give a shout out to uh, two two different. Uh, want to give a shout out to the the podcast network and another podcast as well. So few weeks ago we were featured on the indie drop-in network and towards the end of our featured week i ended up getting an email from the network and they said hey thought you might be interested in hearing this advertisement and uh, so it's an advertisement that they're putting onto a this other podcast called united states of murder uh, which is a fantastic podcast and uh, i can't legally play it for you at this time i have to wait till a certain date uh but after this uh advertisement at, towards the end of it they talk about the first two episodes of brave the basement and, and how creepy it was so uh i believe if i was looking at my calendar correctly i'll be able to share that with you in the very first episode of season one i'm sorry season three the very first episode of season three due to legal reasons i i cannot i cannot play it for you now nor tell you everything that they said, but I do have permission from the Indie Drop-In Network and from the folks over at United States of Murder Podcast. So I want to give a big thanks to both of them uh, for the exposure that this is going to give Brave the Basement. Thank you guys uh, for everything. And I want to thank the ghouls out there, you know, who have sticked with us since season one. Yeah. And it's been a, a absolutely amazing how much time uh, we spent working on this and seeing how how much we've grown. If you listen to us in season one, episode one, and then you listen to us now, it's it's so weird. It is. It is very different because so what's interesting about the podcast world is you know you'll start out and you know I even thought back then I was like you know I I think I got a pretty good layout and a pretty good feel for it. And then I go back and I listen to it. And I'm like, oh, oh, I can't believe we did it like that. Right, Blackjack? Oh, my gosh. So it is it is fun kind of watching anything kind of morph into what it becomes. And it seems like, you know, it, it flows a little bit better now. Um, but it, but it's, hey, I'm always going to love those episodes. And they're always going to be near and dear to me. That's why those were the episodes that I submitted to to the network. And uh, plan on submitting some more uh, episodes. And I, the last one I just submitted was Shadow People, which was like season one, episode four, I believe it was. And then uh, I think the other one that I'm going to submit, no, should be airing sometime this year on the network. Golly, what was it? I don't. And I, I just uh, literally had to re-edit it just the other day, and I don't remember <laughs> which episode we said people, it was going to be. We was, did the Grammals part one and two, the Shadow People. Uh, and then we did, I think one later one. Oh, I know which one it was. Not, it, it just popped. I can't believe it skipped. 
the haunted house across the street. Yeah, yeah. Not so. My grandma's house, yes, was across the street, but it that. But the house that was directly across the street from me was was haunted as well, and my grandma's house was next to that house. So yeah, my, I did cross the street to get to my grandma's house, but she was one house over. Um, either way, I could I could sit on my porch and hit and hit each house with a baseball if I really wanted to. But I I'm going to submit that up. I haven't submitted that yet. I just recently had to do because there's we, we have to edit it just a little bit differently. There's some things that we can and cannot say. Um, so I have to edit those parts out. And I got that ready. I just I just need to submit it and then wait for to hear our dates for those episodes. But anyway, so check out the Indie Drop-In Network Scary Time podcast. Uh, you'll find our episodes on there as, as well as other creators because they feature a different podcast every single week. And, and that's what makes the, the, pod, the network so awesome. So, but, so overall... A shout out to everyone. I know I just kind of cut you off, Ghoul, but shout out to everyone and thank you guys so much for making these. These how many weeks has it been? I'm I'm not even sure. Well, this is the fourth. Okay, so if you think about it like this, but if you think about if it, if you Blake, think about it, um, this is episode forty. We only took we have we never missed a week during season, and that's in season one, season two. So this is episode 40 plus the two weeks that we took off between season one and season two this has been going for 42 weeks for 42 weeks guys that is a long time and we've been doing this show and we we are wanting to continue this show even more and it's going to be so great guys so thank you guys for everything so if you would like to become a brave the basement ghoul be sure to share this show on social media Go to bravethebasement.weebly.com and sign up for our newsletter to get all the latest news and updates when each episode has been posted. If you have a ghost story you would like to share, you could reach us at bravethebasement at gmail.com. Your story could make it on a show and be featured on the website. You can also submit your story on Reddit under the subreddit Brave the Basement or in the YouTube comment section. You could record your voice and email it in to us, and we'll take that. If you even want to put it on YouTube and share the link to us, I'll still be able to run it through my recording software if that's what you'd like. If you have an eerie ghost photo you would like to share, please email us and include a description and your photo could be added to our photo gallery. And that brings us to the end. We hope that we brought you just a little fright. And remember when you were up late at night and you hear something in the other room that just doesn't seem right. It's okay if you need to turn on the light to protect yourself from things that go bump in the night. I'm your host, the Ghoul That Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack Two. And I hope you join us again for Season 3, Episode 1 in a few weeks. Thank you, guys. See you, guys.